Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,308. You're doing really well, but you need some other people to be kind of like mentors for you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiast. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from the Bay Area, Brentwood, California, Bracken Helms. Bracken, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm super excited. All right, here we go. Bracken Helms is the founder of Circuit 64, a premium high-end art and apparel company located in Brentwood, the Bay Area of California. Circuit 64 started as a small group of like-minded friends whose aim was to bring raw beauty, precision, and exhilaration to the automobiles that inspired them. He also conducts interviews and writes articles that have been published in Porsche Panorama Magazine, one of my favorites, and on the Petrolicious website and in other automotive-related publications and sites. When he's not enjoying spirited drives in his Porsche, you'll find Bracken at events including the Rensport Reunion, the LA Lit Show, and a multitude of Porsche events around his area. So Bracken, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your career, your business, and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Okay, so yeah, I was born and brought home from the hospital in a brand new white 928. Cool. So it kind of got started early. Yeah. My dad is a Porsche broker. Wow. So I grew up with different Porsche in front of the house every day, sometimes as many as seven or eight. Oh my gosh. Or they'd line them up and put them on the truck and ship them out. You know, as a little kid, obviously, I admired that. And that's kind of what I always thought I would do. Something <laughs> like you're a little kid. Lucky yeah, kid. <laughs> looking up to your dad, yeah. wanting to do what he did. Yeah. Um, in 2009, I moved to the Bay Area to get my master's degree at University of San Francisco in organizational development. Shortly after graduating is kind of when I started Circuit 6-4 and started doing getting more serious with the interviews. Now, when you say interviews, what do you mean by that? Do you do you interview people and then write interviews or versus a podcast like we're doing today? Yeah, I mean, I'll just record them and then go back and write them up. I and see. I run, up, run up by them in case they're fearful of what they may have said. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have that, that same issue here with podcasting, of course, but... Uh, you know, I love the fact that you grew up with a dad who had poor, I mean, oh, my dad had some cool cars, but nothing like all the Porsches at your dad. So obviously that Porsche bug bit you early. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Very cool. I love it. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the Porsche tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Bracken, take the wheel. Um, I would just say that it's good to have diversity around you. A lot of people will say, oh, we'll have someone that's higher than you or a mentor and listen to them, have great people around you, but just to have all different types of people around you. Like some of the examples I can give, I got two examples. One is I was in my master's program given like a little speech in front of class and it was about the pros and cons of people, their strengths and weaknesses. And everybody in class was just kind of like, oh, they're looking to like higher power, like, oh, Steve Jobs. And I kind of mentioned, everybody has that. There's going to be the Steve Jobs. There's going to be the surgeons. 
we know they're smart, but there's also some guy in Alabama that works on cars and is like garage that maybe no one knows about. He may not know how to read or write. So <laughs> start thinking of Chuck Berry there. Don't know how to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar. <laughs> anyway, but they can like maybe work on like an engine and do things that like are amazing. Right. And you would never know that. And after class got over, people I had people coming up to me just like, I'd never thought about things like that. And that kind of worried me in a way. Because I'm just like, you just look to people that are like more fancy than you. And then the reverse of that is I've had people in my life that are superstars, but maybe like the people they surround themselves, like all their friends and family are, you know, I would say haven't made the greatest decisions. Mm. And so like, I'll get to talking to them when I kind of become friends with them. And I'll like this one person, he was getting a really nice job and he was really doing things. And I'm like, God, you could be the president of the United States. But it's like, you need some diversity around you because like, it seems like he would tell me these stories. And I'd be like, you can't do that. Like, that's not professional. <laughs> like, and he would tell me these things and he didn't see anything wrong with it. And I'm just like, okay, I don't always want to be the bearer of bad news. Like you need to get some different people around you. We were friends. I wasn't being mean, but I'm just, you know, I just, that kind of made my brain think like, you just need diversity. Like I can't be the only one to say like, you're doing really well, but you need some other people to be kind of like mentors for you. Sure. No, I, I understand what you're saying. And one of the great things about the car hobby is it brings a lot of different people into the equation. I was just shooting a, an episode of Cars Yacht TV down at the uh, garages of Texas. It's in Plano, Texas. This guy's built garage condominiums. And he walked me around. Jack Griffin's his name. He's been a guest here on Cars Yacht. He walked me around to some of the tenants. And you buy one of these man caves, these condos, and you outfit it and keep all your cool cars in it. Well, what's become of the community there is all these people have come in and started meeting all the other people, and it's like a little neighborhood. And I interviewed a lot of people there who are very successful guys, a couple physicians, a car collector, um, some really amazing people. And they said, you know, at my age, these are guys that are anywhere from 50 to 75 years old. I never thought I'd meet like new friends because I'm always kind of surrounded with my old group of friends. But now I'm meeting all these other interesting people who come from different backgrounds and different likes. Maybe they like Rolls Royces versus Porsches. But I, I think you're you're absolutely right. My mom used to say, and mom's always right, surround yourself with people that are better than you, people that are different than you, so that you can learn different things about society and about life and about people and be a good listener. So I always say we are the culmination of those people we surround ourselves with. So be careful who you surround yourself with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like that. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Having a dad that brokered Porsches, oh my gosh, that had to be a big influence on you. But was there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? See, and I don't think there was. Like, I never remember being like, hmm, maybe I am a car guy. <laughs> like, it just was always just. It just was. Yes. Like, I guess coming home from the hospital, you're already kind of strapped in. In a 928, not bad. Yeah, nice little V8. <laughs> I like it. Those are great cars, too, by the way. I love those cars. You know, I, I knew growing up that I was addicted to car magazines and little Hot Wheels. Like, we'd go to the store, and I always my toy was always, like, even young, when I didn't even read, it was like, I wanted car magazines or, like, a Hot Wheel. And I always wanted to go. I always wanted to go to work with my dad. It was like you know, people are a lot of people don't have opportunity. Like your dad's an accountant, maybe it's 
not so fun to just sit in the chair next to him. But like right. we watch him push buttons. <laughs> he was a broker, so we bounced from place to place. And it's like there's nothing I wanted more than to go to work with my dad. Even yeah. when I even when I was older and like was in high school, he'd come check me out on special days. Nice. That's cool. Awesome. Well, that is pretty rare because a, a lot of kids even it's sad they don't even really know what their dad does. You know, they say he's something, but they're like, what? I've never gone and seen what he actually physically does all day. And yeah, sometimes it can be kind of boring. Uh, but having a dad play with cars. <laughs> I remember like in elementary school, like we people, you'd have those little things where you introduce what your dad does. And a lot of these people had no idea even what their parents did. And I thought that was the craziest thing. But yeah, maybe yeah. it's like they had more sophisticated jobs that were hard to explain, like long job. You know, it, it's a good little lesson here. If, if you have kids, take them to work, show them what you do, talk about it. You might inspire a flame in a young person who you never thought would like to do what you do if but they got to know what you do. So uh, I think that's great that your dad did that. Well, let's take a look at you. You're a young guy, you know, and we're doing Skype here. So I look at you and you're, you're a young guy, uh, but you've got your own business. You're doing your own thing, which is fantastic. But no doubt you probably face some challenges, maybe even a failure once in a while. And I like to ask guests to go through one of those with us, kind of walk us through that painful time. But tell us more importantly, how it helped you, what you learned from it. That's the greatest value of failure and challenge. And tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career. Okay. So like I said, I moved out to the Bay Area. It was 2009 to go to my master's program. Um, That was right at the (laughs) height of the recession. I was looking for jobs that were just entry level. I would have taken a pay cut and I was having a real hard time finding anything. Like I could not find anything. And then I thought, well, I kept, you know, applying for jobs. And then after even after I got my grad, after I graduated and I had the certificate and everything, it still I still was having problems finding a job. And it, I was applying for jobs. That's a nightmare. And I was going and doing interviews, and I was really beat down. And it was really not a fun time. And that's kind of when I started Circuit Six Four, and it was just like I need a purpose in life. I need to be happy, even if I don't make money at this. I'm not really big into money. Obviously, I like Porsches, so that's kind of like a. <laughs> well, you need a few coins to run together, yeah. But like, I don't need like a lot of money, and so I was just, I was just looking for happiness, and so I guess the way I overcame it was I just kind of took it and made my own thing with it because I wasn't getting any help from the other end. Well, yeah, that was a tough time, and I tell you, it was a tough time. I've had many, many guests on the show that shared where they almost lost their businesses, their homes. Some did; uh, they lost everything during that time. Uh, but I'd like you to share a little bit more about Circuit 6-4. I'm going to ask you about the business in particular in a moment, but where'd the name come from? So Circuit is spelled like the race circuit. I guess either way, it's Circuit spelled the same. But so race circuit kind of came into it. Like at first, when we had a bunch of names we were bouncing around. And it was, I liked 6-4, but 6-4 by itself sounds like a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we added circuit, but six, four came from, oh my God, I got a list. Let's see if I can remember some of them. So six, you know, Porsches for years, one with six cylinder engines and, and you know, early on four cylinder engines. The first Porsche that was considered kind of a Porsche was a type 64. They had six consecutive wins at Le Mans in the eighties, about the time that I was born. They also made four cylinder engines as well. So you got the 924s and 944s and, uh, 
of course, the old 356s. And so, yeah, yeah, 912s, 5.50. Yeah, there you go. So, okay. Well, I I always, when I see names of companies like that, I always think, where did the inspiration come for this name? Because it's very unique. Obviously, circuit, racing circuits, driving circuits. At the time, there were six air cooled and there was four water cooled. Oh. Now there's five water cooled. Yeah. Well, they're always changing, those Porsche guys, that's for sure. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first special vehicle, the first car that you got that was really special for you, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. So special, special, I guess I would say the car I have now, which is the 911. But, you know, early on, I my first car was like a Scirocco 16 valve. It was actually a really nice car for being 16. Then I went through my phase where, you know, it was Fast and the Furious, and you kind of want to just really get out there. And so I had a Camaro that I had a 2001 that had a bunch of modifications. But I guess if I wanted to share a story, it would probably be the Cyclone. The Cyclone. GMC Cyclone. Yeah. That little truck. I mean, I had it set up with stock, but it also, we put the, it came with the aftermarket uh, turbo, aftermarket injectors. It ran on alcohol so we could turn the boost up. And, you know, my friends would, you know, we were talking about it and we talked cars and this girl I was seeing at the time, you know, I didn't drive it every day. And I'm not one, I buy cars for me. It's, I'm not trying to show off to anybody. So she'd driven in it occasionally. And I was just nonchalant about it. She wasn't really a car girl. And then she says to me one day, I don't get this car. People talk get. about it. It's not fast. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I kind of like put it in neutral because I couldn't just power brake it because it's too much power. I had to pump the brakes. And I'm at a stoplight. And so the boost starts, starts going up. Back starts bucking a little bit. The rear tires are <laughs> slipping, and it's all-wheel drive, and I'm just holding on to it. It goes green. I just let go. All four tires are smoking. We jump forward. We only hit like 30 or 40 miles an hour, but she's grabbing things in the car. Ah! It's like <laughs> screaming. And then so I get off of it, and I'm kind of looking at her, and I just start driving normal again, and she's just like looks at me. She's scared, and she's kind of humiliated, and she's just kind of like, sorry. I guess I kind of asked for that. Yeah, yeah. I taught a little lesson there. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Very good. Well, I wish uh, you listeners could have seen the video because uh, Bracken was doing the whole <laughs> the whole thing going here on the Skype. That was pretty cool. I could feel the action for sure. That, I love it. Well, how about a car you've let go? Do you have a little seller's remorse for a vehicle you've owned? I don't, but I think about this question even before I like listened to your show. The first show I listened to was John Benton. But even before your shows, I've thought about this because I've thought about selling my current 911 like a few times. As my dad being a car broker, he bought like pretty much the nicest car he could find for me. We were looking for it for a while. And so there's parts of me where like I'll go run over the easy crowd or the R group crowd and we go for drives and I'm like, God, I don't want rock chips. Like I want this is this car is like really nice. I want to take care of it. But then there's the other side of me. Like I bought a Porsche. Like I enjoy that car, but I also want one that I can like take to the track, you know, and not worry about rock chips at all. And so there's times where I'm like, well, I could sell this and I can go get that. But then I'll have then I'll have sellers remorse. Like how many times have I heard stories where people are like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have sold that. And I know I would miss it because I want years from now to be like, I have an original car and like my kids like know that like everything's original, like the paint's original, all that stuff. Like I want a true car, but I respect both sides of it. But I honestly have had that conversation where like, oh, I have seller's remorse. So I guess that's the way I can answer that question. It's a conundrum. I've lived it out myself. I have to tell you, being a little more mature than you in age, let's put it that way. And uh, yeah, it's tough. I would just say, hang on to it. Don't let it go. 
you know, if you want a car, you can go track and stuff, save up and buy yourself a beater. I say a beater, but, you know, a car you don't care as much about. Uh, but don't let it go. You know, it's uh, it's a cool car. Tell our listeners what it is, year and, and model. It's a 1985 911 Carrera, the 3.2. Black on black. Yeah, they're awesome cars. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah rock solid cars. Fun to drive. Do everything right. They're not the fastest cars in the street anymore, but you know what? They don't need to be. Uh, you can't really drive that fast on the roads anyway, nor should you. Uh, but they just do everything right. You get in them and they just feel right. They just feel good. So, And I definitely was at a point where I was going to buy that, that second car. But like I said, you know, I was going through a turmoil part when I was in school and stuff. But there was times where my dad would shop me like cars now that are worth a fourth, not worth a fortune, but pretty nice a that I was more, just going to yeah. use beaters. Like there was a 78 SC Euro car with no sunroof Ooh. that he could have got me for nine grand. And oh, wow. I easily had nine grand at the time, but you're kind of looking at your wife and you're going through school and you don't know what job <laughs> you're going to get. And it's yeah. kind of like, can't bite that bullet right now. Yeah, I understand. Well, there'll always be opportunities. I promise you that. Does your dad still work in the broker business of Porsches? Yeah. He does. Oh, well, I, yeah. need to, I need to talk to him. Maybe he can find some cool cars for me, for sure. <laughs> well, let's uh, tell our listeners a lot more about what you're doing with your business, Circuit 6-4. I'd like you to explain to them and promote your business here as far as what you do, the kind of fun things you're doing, and what has you excited and fired up about your career right now? Everything excites me, like everything. Like you can see how enthusiastic I'm about cars. So I'm trying to portray that, like with the designs I come up with, I try to portray that. Like the shirt you got from me at Rent Sport Reunion, I could have just thrown a 911 Turbo slash 930 on a shirt and been like, hey, it's a 930, everybody. But I want people to feel how I feel. So I wanted to get an angle. I wanted to see the huge fenders. I wanted it to be intimidating. I wanted the, the well tail or T tray, whatever spoiler, whatever spoiler you want to call it, to look huge on it. Like, so it's not just about like, I want the design to like show the cars I'm passionate about and put them in a state where it like, you know, shows emotions. And I have these ideas running through my head all day long. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I got a huge list, but you know, I'm a small business. I can't get to everything, but I'm excited about everything. Took me a while to find the perfect print shop because screen printing's not, not everybody can do it. It took me a while to find the right shirts because people will just be like, oh, cool. Put it on a Hanes shirt. And it's like, no, I have, it took me forever to find the, the best high-end shirt that you can buy in mass, and I put a lot of time into it, and I feel like I got it now, and it's just about when I can come up with new designs and stuff. And the interviews, really, I love to pick people's brain. I mean, I grew up around my dad and his friends, so when I came out to the Bay Area, I'm just looking for a reason to pick people's brains, and you know, I just want to have car talk with them, and that's kind of basically what the interview is. And I'd like to thank Pete Stout for helping me so much to move that beyond just me enjoying it, but to be able to spread it. And that's kind of how I got started, like getting published. And I'll, there's another guy named Bill Patton that was really instrumental in that also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, I've known Pete forever. Of course, he's well known now for a new publication, Triple Zero, which is an incredibly fantastic Porsche publication. It's one of those magazines you don't throw them away. You keep them. He's been a guest on the show here. So I'd encourage people to go back and listen to his show. I think this is really cool. Maybe one day you can interview me. We'll flip the mic here, and uh, yeah. you can do an interview with me. That would be fun. And then uh, also, um, people can go to your website, and they can buy these products from you direct, right? Right. And what's your website? That That, that is Circuit64, spelt out. The six and the four spelt out. Circuit64.com. Absolutely. I'll make sure to put a link to that on Bracket's show notes page. And I love that shirt. I was uh, off-shooting Cars Yeah TV show, and... I was wearing your shirt, and I said, oh, I asked one of the camera guys, take a picture of me real quick. I'm interviewing Bracken this week. I want to send him a picture of me in his shirt. So uh, I think I was in having breakfast at the Hampton Inn 
uh, before we went off to shoot that day that I sent that to you. So I hope you like it. Yeah, you looked really handsome in it. Oh, thank you. Yes, very <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Well, that's important when you're on TV, right? So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're backing up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this all possible. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Bracken, we are back, and I'm going to put you on the uh, psychoanalysis couch here a little bit. I'm going to ask you a question that's a bit introspective. If you woke up tomorrow and you'd been manifested into a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself, what would Bracken be and why? See, this is really hard with the whole wannabe. Um, but yeah, that doesn't thought, count in this question. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. So I kind of thought I'm a, I'm tall, but I'm a thinner guy, kind of a smaller guy. And I'm wiry, so I'd definitely like be more of a sports car. I grew up in like the you know 80s or 90s. So I'm thinking, you know, can't be a V8 if I'm like not a big muscle man. So I don't really see myself if it was like a muscle car. So I just kept coming back to Porsche. And I'm like, am I just... Is that like inner thoughts of me trying to push me to the Porsche? But I kind of see myself as like, I go by the beat of my own drum. So I would say like a modded up or not too crazy, but a slightly modded 3.2 Carrera 964 somewhere in there. I like that. Not bad at all. Very nice. Well, we are entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Porsche throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? See, this was probably my toughest question. 
I had a really good sit down conversation with Sean Chambers at Canepa, but it was nothing that was like I could really put into words. And so I, the more I thought about this, probably Pete Stout, he liked he he uses the term. It's not an either or; it can be an and. And there's a lot of people that just pick their sides of the fences. And you can like one, like you can be like, for example, an air cooled guy, and oh, to hell with the water cooled guys. But you can be both. Like he's like, why would I own two air cooled when I can own an air cooled and a water cooled? Or maybe I don't want to take words out of his mouth, but that's kind of the vibe I was getting. Why not enjoy both? And so I think a lot of situations with cars, like whether you're a muscle car guy or a Corvette guy, and like, oh, to hell with Porsche guys. It can be an ant. You can respect what other people are doing, and you can even integrate it into your own life. Not everything's an ant. Not everything's a either or. I think that's a great, great idea. Absolutely. And, you know, you really can expand your horizon by getting involved with other people at different marks. And you may, you never know. You may find out that you do love hot rods or you do love American cars. You always thought you were a sports car guy. I always say if it rolls on rubber, I love it. So uh, that, that covers all the bases for me. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Well, with what I'm doing right now, I don't know if it's a habit, but I know a decent amount about cars. So I feel like people don't can't really just blow me off as <laughs> ignorant. And when I was in school, our teacher made us read a book called Stand Out. And you had to take all these quick questions and kind of lets it know, let you know wh- what kind of person you are. Oh, and yeah. I ranked really high in connector and provider. And the connector is just kind of good at holding people together, connecting people, making strong networks. The provider is kind of aware of other people's emotional state. They're loyal and they build trust. And I feel like I'm good at reading people, good at reading situations. I stay in my lane, good at working with groups and collaborating with people and also bringing people together. Like, for example, I'm from Utah. And when I go back home, it's like all of our friends, we've been friends since we were like in grade school. But I notice they don't really hang out anymore. But it's like, I'm like, why don't you guys hang out when I'm not here? And they're just like, you just kind of the glue that holds things together. <laughs> yeah, you bring us back together. Nice. That's a nice thing to be. How about a resource? There's an awful lot of great resources for us these days. You've written and worked for some of those, Porsche Panorama, Petrolicious. I mean, there's so many. But is there one in particular that you like? Oh, my gosh. There's so many resources. I guess it's just people that I've like hung out with and that I've learned to are good people. I think if you're in Northern California or the Bay Area, you should come by easy once a month for their first Saturday. I mean, I've met a lot of cool people. The Three Pedal Posse, they're up in Washington by you. Mm-hmm. Those guys are great. Yep, Dirt Fascination guys are great. Yep. The professor down in LA, he puts on those like drives. He's a super cool guy. And if you're not going on those drives, you really should be. I'm good friends with the people at Carbone. And I think they're coming up with creative stuff from Porsche. All the time. Oh, They're yeah, always yeah. always coming up with good stuff. He's great. He's been a guest here on the show as well. So some nice people you and I hang out around with. <laughs> yeah. You were going to so, mention one more? Yeah. I mean, there's a guy that does the art for me a little bit. His It's FCD Art or FCD 94 mm-hmm. Art mm-hmm. on his Instagram. And he's trying to get to be an uh, automotive designer. And oh, he's just cool. a young kid. He's out. He's in Chile. Nice. He's already had one internship at a automotive company in China. And so I hope something good happens with him. I hope so too. Very nice. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a chat with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, that adds a little twist to it. Who would it be? I like the fact that you say drink because drink, maybe you can get a little bit 
loosened up. <laughs> loosen them up a little bit. Yeah. You can get a little bit more out of them so it won't be so political. But thinking about it, there's a few on the list, but I would have to say Jurgen Barth. Mm, I mean, interesting. He, his dad was in the company kind of doing racing and he started before he was an, even an adult. You know, he did that driver's program for years. He's been a racer. He's raced yeah. on the road and, you know, out in Africa. Yeah. And, and God, what hasn't he done? And then he's like a subject matter expert. He like wrote that book and like he knows about all sorts of cars. Like there's people like I'll be reading in magazines about, well, I knew my car was special and it didn't seem stock. And this was a little bit odd. So I wrote back to Porsche and he's usually the one that's like, oh, I remember doing that. We did a special series of that. So he seems to be connected in all things. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, just incredible life uh, that he spent, you know, and all the things that he's done. So I, I yeah, be really cool. I think you, uh, you hit on a good one there. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you really enjoyed? I've got a lot of Porsche books, but like I've explained earlier, like I'm addicted to magazines okay. and considering triple zeros a mix between like a magazine and a book, like my family knows, like they can throw my books around maybe when they're going through the bookshelves, but you do not touch my triple zeros. <laughs> like I treat them like babies. And I got, I got a really funny story. I don't know if we have time to share the story. Sure. Okay. So I went to interview Pete Stout. It's actually a two-part interview. The one made it in Petrolicious. So I went over there. And he's got this number one hasn't even come out. He's kind of already got his orders and they've kind of made the prototype. And I walk in, I'm there for like the first 15 minutes. He's handing me this book, then grabbing it, showing me he's just super excited. And it keeps ending up in my hand. And then he takes it away and shows me something else and hands it. And this book's been in my hand for like 15 minutes. And without thinking, like I'm just going with the flow of things I feel. Now I look back and I'm like, oh God. And I say to him, so are you giving me this? And I see like kind of like uncertainty come on his face. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell, he's not giving me this because I'd been looking at it and I kind of like had looked at every page, but he kept handing it back, like trying to show me stuff. Yeah. And so I kind of got that vibe. And then I'm like, and so it kind of was like both of us kind of like that uh, awkward like, moment. Like, yeah, like it was super <laughs> awkward. And then even after the interview, I'm like kind of like, uh. I'm sorry about all this. And then he's just like, no, like we've been here for three hours. Like I want you to have it. So I took it home and I was like all careful with it. And even now all like every time I see him, I, I bring it up and he, we think it's funny, <laughs> but it was super awkward. He's a great guy. I like Pete quite a bit. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources that Bracken has been so kind to share on his very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Bracken, B-R-A-C-K-E-N, Helms, H-E-L-M-E-S, and that page will pop right up. All right, Bracken, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today. Not a daily driver, but something special. You can drive it, of course. But anybody who owns that car that you want out there, I'm going to get it for you and park it in your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game that makes it a little bit of a challenge. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys or cars with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. No dust collectors. Most importantly, though, this is the only cool collector car that you can park in your garage. So choose wisely. So my first thought was the 73 RS because 
I was obsessed with that car when I was younger. This was like a while ago. It was still like 60 or 70 grand at the time, but it was at a time where a lot of people weren't talking about it. Like I remember like telling my dad, like, well, I like this car. And like they knew what it was, but it wasn't like how it is now. So I've always kind of ha- had that on my wall and I always had that infatuation. But would I really drive it? I don't know. So I'm obsessed with Project Nasty. Okay, tell us what that is. It's BBI. The guy that does BBI made like his own like hot rod, but it's. It's got the nickname Project Nasty, and I've read about it a few times. It's a Porsche. like It looks like it's a bumper, uh, impact bumper car. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with that. I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is breaking the rules, but if I... If I had, if I just had like all these resources with all these different tuners I know and stuff, I would love to just go and pick the brain instead of just going to one tuner, just pick the brain of lots of them and build myself like the ultimate personalized hot rod. Okay. So that would be number one if that's able. If not, then I guess we'll go back to Project Nasty because that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a very interesting answer. And that's a very unique answer. I've gotten some pretty unique answers to that question. Mostly it's some kind of car that's traditionally very cool car, like the 73 RS Carrera. Of course, would love to have one of those as well, but I'd be happy to uh, fund this little venture for you. So you just send me an invoice every time some builder does a piece of the car, the motor, the tranny, the drivetrain, the body, whatever it is, and I'll just write the checks. That's what I'm here for, Bracken. <laughs> well, Bracken, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew we'd have some fun today, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Project Nasty Super Custom Tuner Porsche? Okay, I would just like to say, you know, I, I feel like sometimes Porsches are high in cars, so they get a bad rap. Like, I've heard the term Porsche pricks. And uh, with yeah. all the people I've ever met, I've only ran into one bad person. It was at Red Sport Reunion 5. One guy. Other than that, everybody's been super cool. And I think there's different fads to it. There's those that like to really take care of their cars. And they're not any less Porsche people than those that are out there just getting them dirty and driving the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. And of course, those people look at them like, well, you're ruining your car by getting it, you know, not taking care of it. And everybody looks at each other. But I've learned to just kind of accept there's all sorts of people. I mean, people have bad things to say about PCA. People have bad things to say about the R group. I mean, I know because I've met with the R group. I go to, to Easy and hang out. And they're just yeah. some of the most helpful, super cool people. And you can say they're exclusive or whatever, but I have no problems with the way Chris runs things. It's his baby. And he's a super cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, well said. Well said. Other than that, I'd just like to thank everybody I've seen, like all the shows I've been to, like Ren Sport, Lit Show, everybody that's bought my stuff. Thanks for letting me pursue my passion. And just keep buying from enthusiasts because there's these little tags that are on Facebook and they're made in China and they're ripping my friends off. Like a lot of these designs aren't theirs. So why would you not want to buy it from enthusiasts, someone that really cares or someone that's not just jumping in trying to make some money? So with all that being said, oh, and look for my interview. It's coming up in Panorama probably in the next month or two on Bob Gerritsen. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll make sure I look for that. Absolutely. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and buy your products? So circuit64 spelt out dot com or my Instagram is circuit with the number six and then four is spelled out. So C-I-R-C-U-I-T and then the number six and then four spelled out F-O-U-R. I do a lot on Instagram. All right. I'll make sure I put links to those so you can chase Bracken down. I encourage you to, if you love Porsches, you love cars, you love cool stuff around cars, check out what he's up to. I am wearing one of his proud shirts. When I'm going to Porsche events, you should be too. Bracken, thanks for being so generous today with your time, 
your expertise, and for sharing your many experiences with my audience, now your audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. It's been fun. Thanks, buddy. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.